0: I love it when I'm right just can't help myself humble no but I I am honest and I'll be honest with you I get stuff right wrong all the time and I'll tell you when I get something wrong but I've been on a streak a little bit ladies and gentlemen good afternoon it's not four in the morning because I got to sleep in a little bit seven o'clock Granted, I stayed up until about one, so not a ton of sleep, I guess, but, uh, be that as it may, I am your host, the pack Daddy. Find me on Twitter, Pack underscore Daddy. If you have any, uh, suggestions, comments, concerns, or if you want to send me a large check, please let me know, ThePackDaddy86 at gmail. I'll be honest with you when I get some stuff wrong, <clears throat> but, uh just feels good when you you get into these conversations and you're talking to people and they're saying things and it's like i just i don't see it but you kind of you kind of respect their opinion because you know they work hard and they've been doing this longer than you and you're kind of like eh, maybe i should keep my mouth shut and just kind of sit back but but then i don't you know so i start piping up a little bit and uh you know make some comments things like people saying why is janice still on this team he's done he's toast count him out they're giving their 53-man roster predictions and it's you know the big three and then geronimo and then max mccaffrey and d'angelo yancey and i'm like what are you talking about or you know they throw davis in there if i didn't say that and i kind of let it slide and and they say, he's he's just a gunner. And I'm like, well, then people are talking about his route running is garbage. He's, he's terrible. And I said, well, first of all, he's a better receiver than Davis. That wasn't very well received. But it's just a reality. And I couldn't help but mention that. I said, he is not just a gunner. He's an incredible gunner. He's a pretty decent receiver, great speed, great size, and as of right now, he's a starting kick returner. No, 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 he lost that job. Did he? I don't think so. As far as I can tell, he's still a starting kick returner. And I said, if anybody's on the bubble, it's probably going to be Davis. Because he is just a punt returner, and that is legitimate shown nothing as far as his ability to be a receiver he's not anything else on special teams obviously he's not on offense so he is a punt returner and if he loses that job he is as good as off this team in my opinion now practice squad maybe i don't really know somebody probably pick him up it's it's not as easy as kicking kicking him off the team he's got talent but uh that kind of just subsided and the game progresses, and sure enough, the starting kick returner is Jeff Janis. Sure enough, the on every punt and kickoff, it's Jeff Janis. That's the first one down there making the tackle. Sure enough, some of the better catches of the day came by way of Jeff Janis. And, you know, I throw in my little my little jabs. Wow, that was a pretty good, pretty good catch there, huh? Yeah, he's, he, he, you know, that was impressive for him and then Davis muffs the punt. So, and then of course yesterday, you might all remember that I mentioned that uh, Hundley would get a touchdown, and he did. Um, so that, I think I think I'm done bragging. Cuz none of those are all that particularly fantastic of predictions, but I'm just it feels good when you say things and in the back of your head you're thinking, maybe maybe I'm stupid. Cuz it seems obvious to me but maybe I'm just stupid. And then it bears itself out, and the people on TV tend to say it, and everybody else is kind of saying it. And you kind of look at the comments section, and it goes quiet. It's very quiet. Quiet as a mouse. <laughs> oh, but it was a, it was a fun game. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time last night. I'm sure you did, too. It was fun to watch. I, uh... I wouldn't say I'm, I'm as jubilant as everyone else, because there were a lot of things I saw that weren't as exciting, and there were a lot of things I saw that, honestly, in week one I liked a little bit more. But um, to summarize, and the plan for today is to kind of you know break... It's hard, so hard to break it down. I mean, it's it's barely... I'm barely able to keep track of what I'm seeing as it's happening, much less retain all that information in my head and then the next day when i wake up and now it's one o'clock in the afternoon to try to regurgitate everything basically pointless (laughs) because it's there's so much going on there's so much information there's so much of this that and the other i i know almost none of it but some thoughts for the day And we'll do kind of like we did yesterday going through the roster and I'm not going to have a whole bunch of other fluff talking about movies and stuff because I am now a little bit more confident that I'm capable of talking for an hour on one subject. But in general, if I were to summarize, I would say that week one... I guess I should have thought of how to say this. Week two, they started to look like a solid football team right you're seeing sort of mid-season Packers a little bit it wasn't super flashy you know week one they were getting after the quarterback but they weren't finishing it was a lot of flash but not a lot of production week two was a little less flash but a little bit more just solid grinded out football right the running game was not very good but it was good enough the passing was pretty phenomenal. That was just that was just very good, and that's good to see. You know, sometimes these things, as good as they are, they take a little time to get going, and they still might. You know, that's not like oh good, I guess we're set passing the rest of the year, but it's good to see that they seem to be picking off or picking up where they left off. Defensively, you know, that is that is a classic Dom Capers Ben don't break defense. There's some frustration. The pass rush wasn't really there like it was before. The the pressure up the middle was good, but it wasn't the same as week one. But you know what? They finished. The tackling was solid. They gave them what they wanted to give them, and that was it. You know, third and nine. There's not super tight coverage, and they give up eight yards. But you know what? They didn't get nine. These guys are closing. They're using the speed that they've been drafting. They're using. You know, they're tackling better. So you look at it and it's kind of like, ah, why wasn't the coverage tighter? But you know what? They're punting. So, you know, if you're looking at it and you're looking to kind of grade them, you know, was the coverage elite? Was it was it great coverage? Well, no, great coverage is you blanket the guy and you don't let him catch the ball. This was you got left in the dust and the guy was able to catch it. But the defense did as a unit what the defense does. And they prevented the offense from doing what they needed to do. And overall, it was just solid all the way around. I mean, aside from, you know, you know imperfection aside, aside from the muffed punt, it, it was a, a perfectly solid football game. All the way around. I mean, at at one point, the only time this game was ever really kind of close was when the Redskins had their first-string offense against the Packers' third-string defense. And they were able to drive down and score, but, I mean, they were struggling. And the Redskins, I think, are struggling. They came into this game with struggling wide receivers saying, look, guys, these corners are terrible, and they're all, you know, two of their big corners are hurt, house, and go, and, uh, randall they're hurt we got to be able to do something here and they couldn't they couldn't do it against guys that the packers might not even be putting on their roster the one big notable play that got everybody fired up and the whole team's dancing like yeah look what we did should be embarrassed they had a perennial pro bowl tight end not so much anymore but he had a good stretch who went deep on a third-string safety. (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. I I was laughing. The crowd's going wild, and you know, players are dancing and doing a little whatever they're doing. It's like, you should all be embarrassed. And the coaches, they kept the first-string offense out there because they just weren't producing. And it's like, no, you're going to go back out there, and you're going to score because this is stupid second string defense couldn't move the ball getting shut down now it's not as simple as first string second string third string i mean you had first string guys and there's only so many you know linebackers i mean blake martinez was out there with with uh, whitehead who's a third string safety the one that got burned so it's not just like okay first team second team third team quite that simple but still it was late enough into it that you you got third stringers getting rotated into the game before uh the Redskins were able to really do anything so it was something to be proud of I think um I talked a little more specifics there than I wanted to, so I'll probably uh cover some things twice but going back to pro football focus here. Because they did their refocus. Green Bay Packers 21, Washington Redskins 17, given a few, few of their grades. And I'm, I'm determined, like you wouldn't believe, to get, get these grades done today. Or not today. It's not even possible. This week. Because I, I, I want to get that system down. We've only got a couple weeks before... Uh, um, sorry, I said I wasn't going to check my phone. I'm not going to check it anymore. I, I saw the NFL... Emblem up there, and it was like it was like a fly to a you know piece of rotten meat. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not from the south, I'm not very good at those things, like moss on a Mississippi tree stump kind of thing. You know, I stole that from the office, but you know what I'm saying, those kinds of things. They did their uh, grades, and I'm hoping to get my grades done because I need to get that system down. And we're going to get that system down. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about. It. I've, you know, every day I got more and more ideas about how I can make it better and more efficient so that I have more time because there's only so much time in a day. So if you get some of those processes automated, it, it's going to be it's going to be really cool and you can get some of the calculations automated so I don't have to sit there and do calculations. All I got to do is punch in the grades and on the other end it spits out just this beautiful magnificent thing. I'm excited about it. But the grades here, so last week in the NFC North, they listed the top four players. And I don't think Pro Football Focus has done that yet. I could check Twitter, but, you know, they're going to be pumping out a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to have to sift through a lot of things. But um, anyways, two of the guys were, i um, ah, forget it, were Packers of the four. And I believe it was uh, Marwin Evans was number one and Lindsey Pipkins was number two, I believe. And uh, one of those guys made the cut again. In fact, the number one player of all these guys that they have listed here was Mr. Marwin Evans, the safety. 88.2 overall grade. That's incredible. I mean, that's... Let's just do something real quick, just for fun. I'm actually right here. 88.2. I don't know what he had last week. See, I I started getting on these little tangents and stuff. And then I started thinking, oh, I should look this up. should look that up, whatever. Let me just see if I can find it here just so I can get... Because I just want to get an average. So let's try. I'm I'm really trying to... Oh. (laughs) make my life easier folks come on here we go copy paste uh philadelphia eagles we're getting there where is he oh i'm wrong he wasn't on this list see this is dumb it was just in the infographic whatever he was on the list let's just say he was about the same 88 consistently now, when I get into this, this full level of grades, I don't like to give out grades because you need to pay for that information, which I have, and if I give it out for free, that's not really right. I shouldn't be doing that. I'm not going to do that. But I can tell you that an 88 grade is top 10 safety quality. Without giving you the name, the nearest grade to that would be number 8 on this list. So, I mean, you think about some of the elite safeties that are out there. And, you know, this is... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? See, I'm, I think I'm more sharp at 4 in the morning. This is ridiculous. My mind is like on overdrive. I have too much energy in the middle of the day. And I'm wired on tacos. I had tacos, man. Yesterday was a kid's birthday, so we made taco bar and leftovers. And it's just glorious. Ah... <sighs> but yeah so anyways he he is clearly i mean i i don't know how you can keep him off the team at this point i think he's surpassed kentrell bryce easily and you know I, again i'm I'm giving out way too much information because i want to go position by position but either, either way the way i see this right now the second string safeties are josh jones and marwin evans clearly and you know well, no, we'll leave it at that. Whether or not Kentro Bryce makes the team, I don't know. We'll get to that. But props to Marwin Evans for two weeks in a row. Uh, just being lights out on this. Absolutely fantastic. Second guy on the list with an 86.5 overall grade. And you know what? Let's just be consistent with that. Let's just, just to give perspective on how good these guys really are. Um, he had 86. grade that would put him between the number 11 and number 12 overall now again this is not against necessarily first string guys this is not over the course of a 16 game season so it's not I'm not making direct comparisons saying this is how good he is I just want you to know how good he did on, on what level of play he was at yesterday we're looking at top 15 type player um in and around the gerald mccoy range without giving you any specifics still beneath mike daniels but in actually in that range pretty close not as good as mike daniels but that would probably be the best way to say it not as good as mike daniels but on that level of what mike daniels did in 2016 that's how good he was and a little bit of uh, props to myself, I mentioned before that Quentin Rollins was my number one um, most underrated player. My number two most underrated player was, you guessed it folks, Christian Ringo. So I'm I'm batting at a thousand right now, I'm doing, uh, I'm just killing it with that. And I promise you, as soon as I get something wrong, I'm going to tell you, because I'm I'm actually kind of embarrassed about how uh, braggadocious I'm being. But uh, it just it feels good. It's kind of like fantasy football. We're just having fun. And when your team goes off and you're just destroying everybody, and you're like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm just better at fantasy than you guys are. That's just the way it is. Am I actually better at fantasy? Probably not. Because next year, the guy that doesn't care about football, his wife is going to win the whole league. Who, you know, She didn't even set her roster. She's going to win it all. It's, it's not it's not so much a skill thing you just get lucky in this industry nobody knows anything the experts don't know anything they get things wrong more than they get things right so i'm just just saying feeling pretty good batting a thousand so far moving along next on the list mr josh hawkins now he is the talk of the town right now um he did, he did play pretty well. I mean, there, it was one of those things where it wasn't perfect. You know, he's, he's not exactly where you'd like him to be when the ball's thrown and you see a receiver and you see the corner behind him. It's like, ugh, why aren't you closer to him? Don't let him catch the ball. But that's the fan in me expecting to see this elite defense, right? That's, that, that's got to feel good. The Packers aren't elite. But you see elite defenses, and they're the ones like the Seattle Legion of Boom, boom folks, right? It's not like we're going to let you catch it and then we'll tackle you. It's, I want to see you try to catch this ball. It's not going to happen. They're flying around just too good. Hawkins wasn't too good, but he was very good. In that, okay, fine, you can catch it, but I'm going to drag you down Short. And he did have past breakups. He had a lot of really good stuff um, that he did. But, uh, no, he, he was very good. And, and uh, keeping with what we're doing here, he had an 84.9 grade. So corner, excuse the sniffling, that's very gross and unprofessional. But I, I don't know what my deal is, allergies or something. 84.9 is right around number 10. Um, and just to put that in perspective, I mentioned the Legion of Boom. There is not one Seattle corner who performed that well. Not one. So just, again, to put things into perspective of how good of a day he had. Big difference, again, between starters and better teams and you know the redskins do not have anyone like what they're going up against in week one two three four five six seven i mean maybe the bears have comparable wide receivers that's probably the only team we're going to face all year that has that bad of wide receivers still really what what we're looking for is an upgrade so, if you're telling me this guy's better than Ladarius Gunter, do I care if he's 5'10 and doesn't really fit the role? I don't at all. Put him on the. If he's better than Gunter, do it. I don't care. Speaking of, technically somebody that I could uh, say I'm wrong about is, is Ladarius Gunter. Because all year I've been saying he hasn't done anything right. All year I've been saying I haven't heard one good thing. All year I've been saying I haven't seen him do one good thing at all and then yesterday I'm watching it and I'm thinking this guy is just terrible every time somebody would make a big catch guess who's behind him Ladarius Gunter that's what my eyes saw the people that sat down and did the grading and again I'm going to do my own grading we'll see what I come up with but they have Ladarius Gunter at number 4 with an 81.6 overall grade 81.6 drops you down to around 20 so it's a, it's a big drop very big drop and to keep that in perspective there are now two seattle players that are within that range but still props to gunter apparently for doing it because the whole time i'm thinking and i almost sent it but i didn't send it because i you know figured i was doing enough uh predicting and throwing my weight around in the little group chat i'll just leave it alone but I was curious about uh, what people's perceptions of Gunter were, more or less. Is there any reason that we would keep him? With the assumption in my mind being, nope, there's no reason at all to keep him. Um, but here he is. He made the grade. So if the Packers see it and they agree, then I would expect he's going to be on the team because I have not seen Kevin King on this list. I've not seen House on this list because he's hurt. I don't see a lot of anybody on this list except Gunter, and Hawkins, and Pipkins. So there you go, folks. Fifth on the list, Mr. Jake Ryan. I thought the linebackers looked actually really good. Um, Blake Martinez had kind of a bad miss. I mean, he took. I remember watching him thinking he had this fantastic angle. He was flying at him, and he just—I don't know when he like dove at his feet or something it was was bad but he followed it up in the very next play with a great play so i I just thought the linebackers overall looked good jake ryan finishing with an 82.3 grade and that's that's exciting to me because when you talk about jake ryan again every time i talk about jake ryan i have to mention his leap from 2015 to 2016 he was horrible he went to mediocre if he takes another big jump that's right around that number that's in my head right low eight low to mid 80s pretty solid so let's switch over to the linebackers 82 we're looking at top 20 again so not not elite by any uh, stretch right but pretty good I would take a top 20 guy considering we had one mediocre linebacker and then nothing if Blake Martinez could be mediocre And Jake Ryan could be like low 80s type grade, in other words, good. Holy cow, is that an upgrade. And then the corners are upgraded, the defensive line is looking good. All that. And then I'll read uh, real quick, and then we'll get off of pro football focus here. The performances of note. Some of them are the same, but they have Jeff Janis, his grade, rated about 80 said janice caught three of his four targets in this game and had a 116.7 passer rating when targeted that's pretty awesome that's the kind of reason you keep a guy like that around right just saying this one extremely encouraging because a question i did ask was do we have one capable backup lineman on the team because i don't know of anyone without doing the grades i can't tell But holy cow, I know for a fact Spriggs is no good. Is he going to become good? I don't know. Maybe. But something's got to change because this is year two and he's got to be worse than last year. It's not possible for him to be better. But tackle Kyle Murphy comes up with a 77.9 overall grade. Not fantastic, but you know what? That's probably about as good as some of our guards right now that's probably right in the range that those guys are it might even be better than what they did last year but i'm just saying what i would expect from them this year it's right about at that so if we have a tackle granted we don't need a tackle but if one of our tackles goes down i'll breathe easier if he's legitimately in that 78 range We just need somebody that's serviceable because Rogers, as I believe it was Lindsley said yesterday, he kind of makes things right when we do things wrong. So very encouraging. I hope he can keep that up. Um, If and when I get these grades, if I can figure out a way to do it really fast, I'd love to go back to week one to see if I can find one person that's been consistent over two weeks um but safety marwin evans as i said very good grade 88.2 overall here's his note oh you know what i didn't do murphy's note i'm sorry let's go back to murphy murphy was perfect in pass protection giving up no pressures over 19 snaps earning 100 pass block efficiency that's unbelievable that's that's really good Uh, okay Evans note Evans was a playmaker in the Packers secondary yielding just nine yards on two targets thrown his way with eight of those yards coming after the catch Evans also added a stop close to the line of scrimmage in run defense so props to Mr. Marwin Evans safety of the future defensive tackle finally Christian Ringo 86.5 his note Ringo was a force, rushing the passer in the middle of the interior. Ringo finished with a hit and a hurry, but he beat the blocker assigned to him several times as well, just smoking them. Very exciting stuff, very, very, very exciting. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed by myself, by the way, with the way my nose, this whole nose situation. I, I don't, I don't like. Let me just get the uh, elephant out of the room here. The quality of this mic that I have is not very good, and uh, it's one of the things on my very long list of things to do to improve your experience uh, would be to get a new microphone. I don't like the background noise. I don't like the noises of my face when I move. When I swallow, you can hear it, which is just kind of gross, and I don't like that, like that, and I can't help it, the sniffling the chair creaking, kids running around upstairs and crying. So, anyways, the microphone is on the list of things oh, to get. Um, so, anyways, any discomfort, any uh, lack of enjoyment that may be coming as a result, I promise you, that is on the list. It might be a very long time because uh, even small... Purchase items are going to be a long road because I have decided that unless I have revenue, I'm not spending money on any of my endeavors. The reason being, for those of you that haven't heard, um, I'm going to be providing insights. I'm going to be providing material. Eventually, we're going to be doing grades and all this stuff. And the point of it all is, if you like it, you'll pay for it. If you like it, you'll support it. If you don't, then you won't. But I'm going to earn money for this. I'm not going to throw money at it and say, well, eventually if I throw enough money at it, I'll get money out of it, right? This isn't like those fake gospel things on TV. If you will donate just $100 to our ministry... Yeah, I'm saying they're Southern. Get over it. Then the Lord will bless you with a new jet airplane and you can travel the world with gold bars in your drawers which you can chip off the corners of them and hand it to the teller who will hand you a beautiful T-bone steak i don't know what they say i don't watch uh i don't watch those shows but i know they exist And uh, it's kind of ridiculous, right? By the way, don't do that. If you are one of those people and you're offended by what I said, I apologize. But uh, stop giving your money to people that promise you that if you give money to them, you will get money. It's not how that works. So the, the fact that that's not how that works is sort of the philosophy I have coming into this. It's not a magic money machine that I throw money at and money comes out. I've gone down that road many times, right? Oh, if i just had this if i had this it would be better you end up throwing in a ton of money and by the end of it you realize these tens and twenty dollars here and there turns into a thousand dollars over the course of several months and you're still not getting any money out of this thing because at the end of the day it's about the quality it's about the product and i'm excited about that i'm excited about the product it's going to be hard obviously life would be a lot easier if i had hosting i wouldn't have to delete all this uh all my work and only have, of my 12, 11, however many podcasts, only one or two or three of them are up at a time because there's a maximum limit. Wouldn't it be nice if I had all of them up? And wouldn't it be nice if I had a better microphone? And wouldn't it be nice if I had a website? And wouldn't it be nice if I paid money so that I could do this and that and this and that? No. We're going to do it the right way. And that is just grind it out. If there's, if there's any money in this rock, we're going to grind it down and find it and then we're going to buy a microphone with it and it's going to be glorious that's how we're going to do this if I want a microphone I'm going to grind it out of a rock did you get that moral of the story now you understand it just now that I've stalled long enough to get us to the halfway part let's uh let's go through this here so again it's uh Just sort of a review based on what I think I saw. It's not uh you know, I didn't go back and watch it nine, ten, eleven, twelve times. I didn't have notes, I don't have Coach McCarthy sitting next to me saying, Well, this is what we were trying to do, and this is what actually happened. I don't have anything but what I remember seeing yesterday. And full disclosure, also had a mock draft going on last night. So even though I saw every snap, um at times, my mind was elsewhere. That and all the trash talking I was doing to all my Packer friends who think that Jeff Janice is getting kicked off the team, uh, a little distracted. Still, this brings us to Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Now, yesterday I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent saying things along the lines of, you know, Rodgers should not be out there uh he should be getting more practice reps he should be um working with the ones and all these kinds of things but you know after watching it i think i'm okay with it i think i'm okay with what i saw i saw that he was happy i saw that they were kind of getting into that rhythm i saw that most importantly he didn't get hurt and i think it was beneficial to answer my question from yesterday, does I think do I think it helps us win one more game? No, I don't. You know, but that's the kind of logic you could apply to. Well, you know, if you get up at seven, you know, compared to if you get up at six, is it really going to make that big a difference? Well, maybe not. Well, ma- next thing you know, you're sleeping until noon, right? So I'm okay with it. Maybe it was just because he drove down and got a touchdown and didn't get hurt that I'm okay with it but it's nice it's nice to see he got that practice that he needs with his guys it was nice Brett Hundley uh, he came out and as is wont to happen uh, the offense not only stalled it went backwards it just died and it was just devastating to watch you know nothing's going and it's driving me nuts making me a little bit crazy so they end up hunting and he gets the ball back and he starts becoming really good and that first preseason that we saw him play where he was really good kind of came back to life it was encouraging to see he had commanded the offense he was making his reads and his progressions he was getting out of the pocket to escape a little bit of that pressure you know what i mean that there's consistent pressure coming all the time and it kind of helps him when he's able to get out of the pocket because he's you know i mean you can make your reads and your progressions and you're kind of like running away at the same time it buys you a little bit of time cuts the field in half sort of but you know whatever it works not all the time but some of the time and it was nice to see and yes he drove down the field he was able to get that touchdown it was so good to see it just, again, the whole night was just like a celebration. Just the team looked dominant. Offense, defense, special, well, special teams-ish. They didn't get a lot of opportunities on special teams, so it was hard to make any judgments. Even Davis, you know, he had the one muff, and then the next one he was a fair catch, and he didn't really get a lot of room. Anyways, I'm not getting into special teams, but um, he looked good. He looked real good, and it was good to see, because he is going to be the backup. And uh, a a thing that I found interesting was even after halftime, they let him keep the ball. Now, I think it was just one series after halftime, but the first thought that popped into my head is, is this telling us something about the 53? Because if you're bringing in only two on the roster, and Taysom Hill and Joe Callahan are headed to the practice squad, It would make sense. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Does it make sense? I guess that was just the question that I had for myself. Is it just going to be Rodgers and Hundley? Because there's a lot of talent. And I might play with that. I'm excited to do the 53. We might do that tomorrow. Because I'm going to use Game Pass to do all the grading and things like that. So it usually takes about 48 hours. So I'm not going to have it today. I might get it tomorrow, but, you know, tomorrow at like 4 in the morning is when I'm going to do the podcast. So I think that might be a good time to do it, a good day to do it. Um, but that'll be something to play with. And that's I think that's what we're going to do tomorrow with the 53 is not just do a static, here's my 53 and here's why. But we'll run through it and then we'll make some adjustments. And so what does that mean? It's, it's going to be fun. I kind of want to do it right now because I'm excited just thinking about it, but we're not going to. But that was a question that I had. If you've made the decision that Taysom Hill and Joe Callahan are going to head to the practice squad, they're development guys, do you start giving Hundley a little more time? If he's like the guy, he's officially the guy, he's number two, we've got to get him ready in case Rodgers goes down. Maybe you give him more time. But then again, he was always the guy. So that doesn't really change the equation very much, I guess. So I, I guess I don't really understand why it would matter, but it was a question I posed, and it's something I guess for you to chew on if you think there's something there. But again, I think it was just a series. Joe Callahan, it was, it was just fun to watch him again. You know, he did exactly what I said he was going to do. He just refuses to die. And one of the commenters did make the point, and I think it's, it's a fair point, that sometimes you got to give up. He did lose the ball again. He lost the ball last time, and I gave him all the credit in the world for it. Look, It was almost an awesome play, but it got kicked out. It was a freak thing. Well, it happened again last week. He lost the ball. And he lost the ball because he's going down and he just refused to go down. And you can see magic happen that way. And I think the tenacity is something to be admired. I mean, it it, it really is kind of a lack of fear, you know. Again, he's, he reminds me of Favre in that regard. He's not afraid of getting hit. He gets hit and it's the play's not over. He's still looking and thinking downfield. He doesn't care. That these massive monsters are hanging on him, they're flying at him. He's just—he's fearless. He doesn't care. He's—he's he's trying to make a play. Hey, some of these quarterbacks, somebody's coming at him, they just hit the deck. They're scared. Somebody grabs them. They're not going to fight. They're going to go down. Die- they don't want to get hurt. Callahan's not afraid. Was he as good as he was before? I would say no. As far as week one, no he didn't move the ball as efficiently at least as far again as far as i remember i don't remember him doing quite as well i wasn't quite as impressed but you did see that level of fun unfortunately and this will be a segue into our number four quarterback i think it's reasonable to assume Taysom hill is the number three now do the packers agree is he actually number three no but in my mind he's made the switch I think uh, I don't think Taysom did quite as well either. I think he relied a little more on his feet than his than his arm, and you know that could be a breakdown in coverage. It could be a breakdown in protection. Could be a lot of reasons why you take off and run this week as opposed to last week. Um, But uh, still, you know the the run that he had for a touchdown was impressive, and I still think his throws looked really really good. In my mind, he would be the number three, and Joe Callahan would be the number four. So, yeah, I I guess, uh, and you also have to wonder, you know, if you put these guys on a practice squad, if a team's going to try to rip off one of the Packers quarterbacks, who's it going to be? Does a team want Joe Callahan? Does he have what it takes? I understand Taysom Hill is 27, and he has an injury history, so maybe you don't want that guy but if you're looking for a patch he's not going to cost much Taysom Hill has some talent he can move you got quarterbacks I really like his speed is incredible and he's proven he can he can command an offense he's proven he can throw he's proven he can run he's proven he can score if I'm keeping three Joe Callahan might even be even if you think he's a little better it might even be a safer option if you're keeping two it doesn't matter there's no point in even classifying which one's which right who cares and if you're keeping four same situation but i don't think that's very likely all right moving on because i don't want to get caught into that same situation because we only have 20 minutes whatever jordy nelson he did come out and play It was just good to see him too he looked he looked in uh just like Rodgers and a lot of these guys, he was midseason form. He looked good. I thought Randall looked good. And, you know, Jordy, Randall, and Devontae, it, you felt like through that drive you were watching a regular season Packer game. You really did. The run game wasn't quite there, the blocking isn't quite what it was. I think that's going to take some time. I think it's all going to take time. Fortunately, we have Ty. And, um, you know, the the stance that I took that um, Ty Montgomery is not going to lose the job to Jamal Williams, I think that maybe got a little more solidified in my own mind yesterday. Jamal did not look overly impressive in my opinion, but we'll get there again. But it, it was just awesome to see that the old boys, Jordy and Rogers and Cobb and Adams, they, they just look good. That You didn't have the drops. You didn't have nothing. They, they didn't lose a step, period. So it was just, that was good to see. Did I see anything overly impressive? Did Devontae had Adams blow me away like he did in week one? No. Does Randall or Jordy look any different? No. It's They just look like they know what they're doing. They're going out and they're doing the same old stuff. And that's perfectly fine. It's everybody else that has to step up. It's everybody else that makes the difference between a Super Bowl or, you know, potentially not making the playoffs. It's the corners. It's the you know the, the safeties and linebackers, it's the offensive line, it's the running backs. These guys make the difference. Moving on, Monte Crockett, I want desperately to see him. He's got a couple more weeks. Making the team isn't gonna happen. Making the practice squad is an option. I don't even think he makes the practice squad at this point. I just think he's a cut. He's a speed guy, and I haven't seen it. I think I've seen him catch one ball. Again, haven't done grades, but as far as production, there's nothing. And he's got, you know, Davis was a guy that was a speed guy, and they just put him on the field, and you got to see the speed right away. You know, the defender would get blown pass and he'd grab the guy and it'd be a penalty it'd be a 40 yard pass interference penalty well davis can't really do anything as far as being a functional wide receiver but he can give us 40 yards in a pinch <laughs> if we need it put him on the field and make him run fast crockett i haven't seen anything he's supposedly at the regional combine got a ran a 4-2-5 4-2-5 there should be a way to see that. Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not correct. Maybe the site that I saw that on is false. But he's still like a four three nine guy at that I think the NFL combine. He's still the fastest guy on the team, to my knowledge. I don't see it. Colby Pearson was hurt again, unfortunately. He clearly is not going to uh, make the fifty three, but I do believe he'll be on the practice squad. Um I absolutely believe that because he was showing a lot. Like I said, he was sort of the Max McCaffrey before Max McCaffrey was the Max McCaffrey. He was the guy everybody was talking about. Dupree is a similar situation, and it's kind of a good situation because Dupree was a really... I mean, he was being talked about as a third-round pick, and for some reason he dropped to the seventh, and the Packers snagged him. So I don't know what the you know NFL.com and all these... Places, I think you can still go there now, NFL.com, and look at his draft profile, and it says third, fourth round. There were there were quite a few people that get drafted in, like, the sixth round. It's like, he's still around? I don't even believe that. I had no idea. Which, by the way, next time I'm, I'm making a uh, a list so that I can cross people off and sound more intelligent as I'm going along. But when Dupree got picked up, I was ecstatic because I'm thinking, I, I, I assumed he went in the third round. I had no idea. So a guy like that might not survive the practice squad if he wasn't hurt and hasn't shown anything. He could probably survive now and be a development-type guy that we can put on the active roster later on and continue just this line of dominant wide receivers because he's the kind of guy that can keep that thing going. Michael Clark, uh, he seems he seems relatively solid I don't think he's going to make the 53 you know he kind of goes out he he almost reminds me of Richard Rodgers it's a weird comparison and it's not really a tight end thing it's just you don't really see a whole lot from him you know he's not really on the field very often when you see him he doesn't make a ton of plays but you know every once in a while he'll come up with that big play he's just sort of a steady Eddie kind of guy he's never going to be an elite player but in certain situations, he can be a functional type of type of player. Now, it's not the Packers' style. They want guys that can do everything. They don't really like, you know, the guys that are good for certain, you know, situational guys. That's not really their style. You have to do everything if you're a Packer. You have to block. You have to catch. You have to run these routes and those routes. Play inside. Play outside. And I don't think that's who Michael Clark is. But I, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn because I don't really know that that's just my impression d'angelo yancey i don't remember seeing him do anything but the more i just think about it the more i genuinely feel he'll be on the team he's a fifth round pick which you don't cut unless he's just completely horrible or just has a terrible injury i don't know if he survives on the practice squad i think maybe you force him on the roster a little bit i think he has that kind of talent too that he can actually contribute he can be like a janice or a trevor davis that gets put on the field you know whether people are injured or certain situations or spread them out five wide or whatever and you do put him out there in certain packages and he can make things happen so it's not completely forced so i i uh he's not currently on my 53 but i think the one that i'm building in my brain the edit the version two i think he is on that that squad Jeff Janis, he's absolutely solidified everything that I've already thought about him. His special teams ability buys him a spot on this roster, but he is a good wide receiver. Trevor Davis, I want him on the team. And one muffed punt, granted he had troubles last year, but one muffed punt isn't going to change very much. I do think absolutely he'll be on the team. I think he will be the starting punt returner, but that's huge. I mean, it really is. I mean, would you rather put, uh, I don't know, I don't know who's next up, Max McCaffrey or somebody out there as a punt returner that gets uh, 10 yards but doesn't fumble, or Jeff Janice who could get you a touchdown once in a while but also could turn the ball back over to the other team and give them points? I mean, it's, it's a serious, serious thing. It's not a trivial situation. Well, once in a while he muffs one. No, that's that's huge. That can lose you a game. Absolutely it can. So, and, you know, if he doesn't have punt returns, he, he's not really a special teams guy anymore. And if he's not a special teams guy, he's not a good wide receiver at all. So I just, I don't know. I don't see it geronimo again um he's out there i haven't seen him necessarily solidify his number four spot but he's clearly an ascending guy the packers clearly like him they've developed him he's become very talented um i think you know again what did i see from him yesterday i don't really remember him doing anything that stands out but i think he's solid max McCaffrey. you almost got to force the guy on especially now that they're kind of testing him out on special teams it, you get the impression they're trying to get him on this you know justify him a spot on this roster he gets open he catches absolutely everything and confidently I, I talk about confidence with him all the time because that's what you it's never like a I, I don't even know how you explain something like that unless you just kind of know what I'm talking about but there's just something about him he has confidence even when he catches the ball he doesn't ever seem panicked he doesn't seem just like he catches it, and its it was never a question in his mind that he was going to catch that ball, as difficult of a catch as it was. So I might have to work him on the roster, or at least play with things and try to find out, okay, how do we get McCaffrey on the roster? Who do we have to cut? What, what do we have to sacrifice in order to make that happen? Um, but I have a hard time not putting him on the team. And you you, got, you really have to wonder about Trevor Davis, I mean, Max McCaffrey is a very good wide receiver. If at any point you see him start to take punts, you need to be concerned. Now, I don't know who can who can be a punt returner. There, who? Oh, there was somebody yesterday that I saw, and the first thing I thought was try him out at punt return. It was on a a reception. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. You know what? I'm going to just check. I'm pr- I'm almost positive it's not going to be up yet, but I want to see if I have my game pass, if that's up yet. Just on a fluke. I'm sure it's not up, but... Packers. Oh, it is up. <laughs> what am I doing? I got to stop do- i am uh, uh mm, I wish I could remember that. <sighs> Let me just look at the wide receivers real quick, see if something sticks out in my head. It was a wide receiver. I believe it had to have been... It was, I don't think it was Crockett who what maybe it was geronimo allison but it was it was one of those quick out throws possibly wide receiver screen but i don't think so but the defender's right there and he just makes this super quick cut and then he cuts again and he gets upfield. i mean it was just it was the cutting that was just really impressive and that that short area quickness to get lateral and north and south that's punt return stuff trevor davis showed it on that touchdown somebody was in his face and he grabbed it and he jumped out of the way instantly and then got north and south that's punt return stuff so i'm it's going to drive me nuts geronimo allison is the only one that really comes to mind that fits um i'm not really sure i wouldn't have i don't think i would have thought it if it was cobb or adams because I, I wouldn't be thinking push them out there but i'm I'm excited I can't believe it's up already because that was like forty eight hours last time so that's I'm gonna start that immediately after this and start start grading i'm I'm pretty excited moving on to the half backs oh we're out of time holy cow five six minutes I can't believe how long this is taking so the running backs uh the big the big one for me was Aaron Jones. I think the running backs had a real good showing with the exception of Jamal Williams, if I could even be so bold as to say that. I think everyone was really happy with what they saw with him. I kind of wasn't. I think I liked week one a little better, which sounds stupid because he didn't really do anything in week one, but I don't know. But Aaron Jones was the guy. Um, My uh, effectual name for him is the Pinball Wizard, just from when I was watching film on him. And it's incredible to me because he... And he, he, kept, he showed it in this game, too. There's something about him that people just can't wrap him up. You'll see him, and he, he kind of runs, and he hits a wall. And he kind of stands there for a second, and nobody tackles him. I don't know if it's because he's so small in space. I don't even think he's that small. Devontae Mays, I think, is the short. He's like 5'11", uh, 230. Aaron Jones, if I may quickly. Is that him? Oh, he's 5'10". So he is he is a really small guy. Maybe that's what it is. He's, you know, some of those guys, I've heard that before, they're really small and they get lost and the guys can't find them, but he, he kind of runs and he kind of hits maybe one of his own linemen and he does like a little spin move off of it. He spins, you know, pinball, he kind of bounces off his guy and spins over here, whatever. So he kind of, he hits something and then he moves and then he goes up and he hits something and then he spins off of that and he gets going north and south he just kind of like bounces around inside there and just kind of keeps moving north and south. But he looked good. He had a touchdown, which was a reception, a receiving touchdown, which is good to see because, like I said, the Packers like th- three down guys. And I think everybody demonstrated that for the most part. I know Devontae Mays, I thought he was probably second in line in, in terms of who looked good. He's the mini uh, Eddie Lacy, you know, 5'11", 233 or something along those lines. You got to see the power a little bit. But, he, you know, he's seeing the lanes, and he's, he's moving the ball forward, which was about as good as you got yesterday, which I suppose is a credit to the offensive line for giving them a little bit of room. But, uh, again, I'll be watching it, checking it out. Um, Khalif, I remember hearing his name. I don't really remember anything standing out necessarily, I believe. Every, in my mind, I remember wanting to keep track of that. And as far as I could tell... A lot of receptions i believe khalif had a reception so stand back i honestly don't even remember him playing uh jamal williams though very quickly i just didn't see the vision and that's kind of what bothered me i feel like he almost he saw the hole closed his eyes and ran you know not a whole lot that i'm seeing there that i was loving um just the vision and the the kind of you know that elusiveness Don't just close your eyes and try to bowl ahead. Try to find the next hole to go through. Get to that next level. And I didn't really see that. So I'll try to keep an eye on that. Uh, The fullbacks, I don't remember at all. I think I remember hearing Carriage's name once, maybe. I don't think I heard Rukowski's name. So I, I don't know what that's about. Maybe they've made their decision, and they're not really looking to give them a ton of work. Maybe they were out there blocking most of the time. I couldn't really tell you. Bennett had the touchdown which I believe he also had a drop early in the series, so I was that was frustrating because he was poor in blocking, and then he comes out and he drops a pass, and you're thinking, come on, man, give me something. And then we saw exactly what he was out there to do, which is big six six guy, corner of the end zone, and Rodgers even afterwards said, yeah, that wasn't a very good throw. <laughs> I should have put it higher. You know, and he was like, yeah, it's a communication thing. We'll work on it. You know, I was thinking I'll put it here. And, you know, he was like, no, you should put, should have put it up here a little more. And I was looking at it in the replay, and I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should have. I mean, this is just, it's, it's not even a question of uh, if they're going to connect for touchdowns. It's just a matter of how best to do it. <laughs> so that was exciting to see. Uh, Rodgers, I don't believe, played. Kendricks, I did not see on the field at all. I don't know what we're going to expect from Kendricks. I really don't. Um, I don't know what they paid him to come. Is it possible he doesn't make the team? I never really even considered that, but something to consider, I suppose. I mean, having trouble figuring out what to do with what, right? Who stays, who goes? So, anyways, probably a stupid question, but, I mean, is he producing anything? I guess we don't really have a lot of depth, so you got to keep them. Offensive line, I'll just say uh, better, but still not great. Even Corey Lindsley, you know, the, the sideline reporter was talking to him and saying, you know, hey, you guys look good. And he was like, well, you know, there was some internal stuff that, uh, you know, maybe you don't see much on film, but we weren't really doing what we are supposed to do. Um, and you can kind of tell, you know, especially in the run game, the run blocking I don't think was all up to snuff necessarily, but... Uh, you know, pass blocking is hard to tell because Rodgers just gets outside the pocket and he's just kind of off on his own, doing his own thing, making his own space and then hitting his target. So that I'll have to look for a little closer. Cornerbacks, very happy. Quentin Rollins looked good again, which always gets me excited. I just want to see him be consistent. I'm confident that he's going to be very good this year, especially if he can play in the slot. I think he had a sack, I think is what it was. That was a big play. But, you know, a slot guy, he's going to be in the slot that could be something we see a little bit more you know he's close to the quarterback why not just go get him but i just want to see that consistently i mean he's you i'm looking right now at his pro football focus grade and it's just abysmal and just the way he's been playing i can tell you right now if it's consistent it's going to be just a massive leap Gunter i I just I don't see it and I'm excited to watch him a little closer get to see him every snap and the, you know they don't have the all 22 for preseason so I might miss miss quite a bit but uh, I'm excited to see apparently he played really well and that's that's the thing that's kind of unfair about corners is when you don't hear their name it's when they're doing their job well and then you hear their name and that was like their one kind of mix up mess up whatever and you think oh what a bum he's probably been doing great the rest of the game so That'll be good to see. Daquan Holmes had a big play. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think he might have even closed out the game. It might have been Daquan Holmes that closed out the game. But it's just the fact that everybody's contributing that's really exciting. Daquan Holmes had a, had a good one. Kevin King I don't remember hearing too much about, which I guess is a good thing. You know, I, I think he was – I do recall him being sort of that bend-don't-break kind of guy. He's giving up space that you kind of wish he didn't, but he's stopping them short. You know, he's kind of, uh, he's the one giving up eight yards when it's third and nine kind of thing. Classic Ben don't break. He's fitting right in. House didn't play. Still don't know who Aaron Taylor is. Goodson didn't play. Donatello, I think he almost had a pick. That was If it's the play I'm thinking of, it was actually a beautiful play. Uh I'm not going to say it cuz I don't know if that was Donatello. I don't think it was. I think that was Josh Hawkins. Pretty sure. So we'll we'll save that. But Donatello had something that I was kind of hoping would happen, whatever. Pringle I don't recall much. Pipkins I think had a player too. Hawkins was solid again and I it, Overall, I mean they they just everybody contributed. Everybody was just solid all the corners. You know, you know, it wasn't It wasn't what you're looking for in terms of dominant performance, but it's exactly what you're looking for if you're looking for guys to produce. If you're looking at the end of a a drive for there to be zero points or for guys to produce a three and out, that's what they gave you. I mean, some of those, I I had to check myself a couple times because... It would be like a three and out, or maybe they get one first down, and then they got a punt, and I'm looking at it like, oh, these guys, almost like, you know, yeah, you got lucky on that one. You gave them eight yards, for crying out loud. You gave them a first down, and then eight yards. They just punted. (laughs) Relax. It's a good thing. Yeah, every single play is not going to be smacking the ball out of the air. This isn't Madden, where you just cheat and jack up everybody's grades to 99 and if somebody gets a catch it's like oh come on this is this is real life you got good players on both sides of the field lighten up francis all right safeties we gotta hurry up haha i think is somehow gonna take another step he was ranked around top 20. Again, not going to give exact grades. I think he has top 10 potential this year. Somebody else mentioned that. I don't think it's necessarily out there to believe that. He is just as solid as you can be. I mean, we saw it again (laughs) yesterday with, I'm not going to do the the thing again, but he was the glimmer man. Um, Steven Seagal movie, you know what I'm talking about. He he was just flashing across the screen and almost got a pick, and it was crazy because the ball was thrown and you just literally you just see a flash and it was like what was that? And it's haha just flying across. I mean he's just he's just prowling and on, you know he's got the tackles and the pass breakups and the near picks and I'm just saying man, if we could get some decent corners and I think we have decent. I think Rollins is going to be a good slot corner. I think Pipkins and Hawkins and maybe Gunter and maybe King and maybe House. You know, obviously you can't take six middle-of-the-road guys and, you know, now we have, like, basically the same as three really good. No, it's not how that works. You know, you're, you're you're as good as you are. You can only put three guys out, and if they're all mediocre, then you have a mediocre defense. Still... If you take that to mediocre and if we have safeties going to the next level, Burnett I don't expect the next level. He's getting up in age, but he was he was top fifteen. That's incredible. If you get a top fifteen, even if you just stay in that top twenty, if he's around that haha Clinton Dix range and you get him in the top ten and you got Marwin Evans who's playing like a top I don't know, top twenty five, top thirty guy even. Kentrell Bryce in the mix Josh Jones playing some inside linebacker and going in the backfield once in a while I mean he could be legitimate moving on to linebackers if Jake Ryan could go from mediocre to good I mean again I know this sounds like dreaming but we're talking about all young guys these are brand new fresh off the the draft young guys expecting continued growth is not weird I mean, if this was, you know, I just said Morgan Burnett. I don't expect him to grow. I'm not just saying, what if everybody just gets better? That's stupid. I'm talking about brand new. Jake Ryan, it's what, his, his third year? Blake Martinez, it's his second year. Ha ha. He's been getting better every year. Kentrell Bryce and Marwin Evans, brand new guys. Josh Jones, I mean, those two guys, I think it's their, what, second year? Josh Jones, it's his first year. Hawkins, like second, Pipkins, you know, I mean, these are first, second year guys, just about all of them. Gunter and Randall, or, you know, yeah, Gunter, Randall, and Rollins. They're all third year guys. These are brand new players. Vince Beagle, we haven't even seen yet. He could be an inside linebacker type guy, he could be outside linebacker. We don't know exactly what they're going to do with him, we don't know how good he's going to be. He could be phenomenal. He could be garbage, but it, you know, at this point, I'm not even factoring him in. Something I did forget to mention, Dean Lowry actually got a knee injury. Pretty serious for me to leave it to the very end. Um, actually, I don't know if it's serious. I, I kind of don't think it is. There's a lot of concern. I saw the replay of it. Um, it kind of looks a little scary. Clearly got hyperextended. You could see the bend. Didn't snap, but clearly hyperextended. I'm thinking he's going to be out. The next couple of weeks hopefully he's ready to go for week one I'm not a doctor but I'm thinking with something like that if you're straining it if you're bone you know getting a bone bruise kind of situation straining ligaments just sit him you know don't risk anything who cares we need him he looks incredibly good and that's that's part of the excitement I have for the the defense in general is that defensive line those three main guys are huge 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 huge. But we got Montrevious Adams to consider. But, you know, Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, this is year two. And Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, I mean, they, these guys are playing at Mike Daniels' level. Mike Daniels, is he going to improve? No, I just hope he doesn't regress. He's been in here long enough. There's no reason to expect he's going to progress. But who cares? That's that, that He doesn't need to. He's a top ten guy. Finally, edge rushers. This is, I would say, a legitimate concern. They, they did look good. They did look good. I mean, I, again, good compared to solid. Week one, they looked good. They're flying around, they're getting to the quarterback. Week two, eh, not good, but again, solid. You know, Christian Ringo, solid up the middle. You know, and I think I'm going to see a lot more when I re-watch things, because I, I didn't necessarily see Christian Ringo dominate the way apparently he did but uh you know I saw Ricky Jean Francois you know he got brought in after the injury and he immediately made a play made a tackle Nick Perry's out there setting the edge you know he's not getting a ton of sacks yet but he's doing what he does I mean there's room for optimism and I think if if everything else if everything else improves the way i hope that it does and again i'm not talking about guys becoming elite i'm talking about players that played about as bad as you can play like the corners just stepping up and just playing solid football i'm not expecting legion a boom because i'm not i'm telling you right now i'm not seeing that but i'm saying it's good enough and capers is doing a good enough job to recognize that's not the talent he has but he has the speed and if we just focus on fundamentals okay you give up you know, focus on keep down a distance in mind. They were incredible at that. Make sure you make the tackles, get there and wrap them up. Don't let them get that first down. There were so many times. There's that battle for that inch, whether it's a single guy trying to hold them back or a, a gang tackle or that fourth and one. They're just fighting for that inch, and they didn't get it. The Packers won those battles, and those are big, big, big battles. So. Keeping it under an hour and ten. We're actually at an hour and ten, so I'm going to wrap this up. We're about done here. Great game. Lots to be excited about. We saw solid, just good fundamental football, a good fundamental win. That's what it's about. It's about the W. And as much as I say preseason has nothing to do with the wins, that was a good win. That was just about grinding. Grinding. That's 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 what we're talking about here today. It's just about grinding it out, making it work, You guys have a great day. Enjoy your Sunday. We'll be back tomorrow bright and early, 4 o'clock. Getting it done. Go Pack Go!